Hi everyone, I'm so glad you could join us today. Welcome to CCW at Home. Whether you're watching this or listening to this in your group or with your family or your friends or even on your own, uh, I'm really pleased you could join us this morning. I'm standing here in an empty auditorium. Well, Murray's here um, behind the camera, which is my phone on a little stand here, uh, helping me. And I'm really grateful for Murray and I'm grateful to Dave too, who's been a big help in, in, um, in setting up some of the tech at a very short notice. Um, this is pretty rudimentary. We're just getting used to this. So forgive us this week if the sounds are a little different or if you think it could be better or um, it will be better next week, hopefully. I'd, I'd love to have a, a um, PowerPoint uh, TV thing that I could show you while I'm talking uh, here, but I don't this morning. So you'll need your Bibles, um, uh, which you should It'd be good for you to have at any time, um, but hopefully we can get it on a visual for you next week as well. But today we're in Hebrews 13. So uh, turn your Bibles on, or open them up and get ready for Hebrews 13 and we'll get there soon. I wanted to bring you this message from in here, from in this room, because it helps me remember who I'm talking to. I look this way and I see Pete and Val, uh, Jason and Catherine and Dave, Steve and Nick and Haley down the back with little Alina. Um, and along the front row, there's our youth and young adults. They're listening. Our youth are listening. Uh, to the sermon and some of them even taking notes which is fantastic just behind them is heather and re and then robin is there maybe michelle with her kids and ellen and wendy and um, over here we've got uh, Marin and mark and uh, matt and belinda and jenny and glenn and george and bev and zach and meg down the back with dave and janine and jess and others and um, uh, andrew and amy and everyone in between the ccw family so when i'm in here in my heart, even though there's no one else here except me and Murray, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to CCW, to our family. Um, I know who you are. And, um, and this message is from God uh, to us uh, through the words that we're going to read from his word to us. So I'm glad you could join us for that. The sermon scheduled as the wrap-up for our vision series, Home. Our vision series called Home. Um, and through this series, we've seen that our home is not a building or a service. Our home is relational. We're reconciled with God and our home is with him. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, Peter says, Christ suffered for our sins once, for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. We've been brought home and we experience more and more of our home in as much as we are fully devoted to God. In as much as we're fully devoted more of the time. And when we're devoted to God, it changes us inside. It shifts our desires away from our selfish intent for, for ourselves, away from our um, desires that would suck everything in and, and all, pull everything towards ourselves. It shifts us so that we care about now the things that God cares about. It supplants our desires with God's desires. So the very things that we want change. And that pushes us out towards other people. And, and all the giftedness that God has given us, it pushes that giftedness from us to others so that we give ourselves to others and live given um, uh, for them, that we live given. So we are given people to each other because we want to give ourselves uh, away for the sake of the need of our brothers and sisters around us. And all of that, our devotion to God and, and the encouragement we receive from other people around us as we all live given, it releases us. All of that releases us as we believe what God says about us, as we believe that our identity is actually the things that God says about us, 
as, as that we really take that to heart in our lives. It releases us from the things that would hold us back from knowing God, from our shame, from our fear, from our addictions, um, from our past, um, from the things that hold us back, from our fears, you know, uh, everything. It releases us from that and it releases us to the people who don't yet know Jesus. We realize that we are, we are powerful and we are loving and we are moved in God's love and power to those who don't yet know Jesus devoted and given and released. That's it. That's the expression of us in our home in relationship with God. Um, devotion. I, uh, I had a little uh, devoted moment um, just to bring this back to very practical terms on Friday morning. Anyway, I'll tell you this story. You can just decide how devoted I was in the, in the space. So I was, uh, I have a 7 o'clock a.m. meeting every Friday morning with Troy. Um, we catch up, we encourage each other in our work and uh, in our role as husbands and fathers um, and in our walk with God. Anyway, so, we are, so we're catching up and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching that hour between 7 and 8. I'm looking across the road. I can see Coles because we're at McDonald's in Bruin. I can see Coles and I can see kind of the pathway between Coles and Woolies in Bruin, and I'm watching the people who are allowed to go to the supermarkets at 7 o'clock in the morning, walking into Coles and walking out with resources, mostly toilet paper, and then walking across the, the way to Woolies to walk out of there too with resources, namely toilet paper. And we need toilet paper in our household. We're down to our last few rolls. And I was just planning to jump at 8 o'clock uh, to go and get some toilet paper from Coles on the way home. And I'm thinking, oi, stop stealing all that toilet paper. Anyway, so 8 o'clock comes, and I'm saying to God, please, God, we just can you please allow there to be enough so that I can get toilet paper for our family, for my two kids, for my wife, for me, um, because we need it. We really need it. So I'm lining up. It's 8 o'clock. There's a queue outside Coles waiting to come in. And as happens in the queues these days, I don't know if you've noticed this, but people are talkative. This kind of panic buying has made people unusually talkative in queues. A conversation is like, isn't it crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. I wish people didn't hoard. Yeah, no, I wish people didn't hoard. And, and how are you going? Oh, it's, it's tough because of this or it's a struggle. Or um, Those kind of conversations are happening in queues everywhere. And it's been a good time to be able to talk to people that we, if you're into that sort of activity that, uh, because people are far more talkative in, in those spaces. So anyway, I'm in this queue. I'm waiting outside Coles. It's not yet 8 o'clock or just after, but they haven't opened the doors for us yet. And I'm talking to the lady behind me, who's this uh, older lady uh, who hadn't come early to get the 7 o'clock uh, time frame. So she's waiting and she's got a trolley there. And, uh, and then I start praying this. Instead of, God, can you please help me to get toilet paper for my family? I start think, saying, oh, God, wow, this lady really needs some resources as well. So please make it possible for her um, to get what she needs as well at this supermarket. And then the, the manager from Drew and Coles comes out. And he's, um, he did very, very well because we're all, we're all kind of patiently waiting because we have to in a queue, but everyone's just making sure they're holding their position in the line, right? And then he tells us this amazing story about all the people who haven't been able to get resources, who've just been able to limp in or walk in or, or, or feel their way in and find the things that they haven't been able to get because the supermarkets have given them this special time that they can access resources. And he, he said to us, thank you you know, community, for your, um, for your understanding and for your patience and for your graciousness in allowing those less fortunate to be able to access resources. He made us feel fantastic about being warm-hearted community citizens. That wasn't 
our intent at all, really, along the line. But it was just a beautiful spiel. He told us a story of someone who had, um, had, you know, with tears, had been able to find the things that they hadn't been able to find recently because of the patience and understanding of our community. And, um, and I, I found myself in my devotion in that line just saying to God, God, thanks for that guy. He did a really good job. Shout out to the manager at Durham Coles on a Friday morning. Um, and, um, and just just being grateful to God for that. I walked past him and I said, mate, that was brilliant. Great job. Thank you for that. You warmed all of our hearts um, there. Um, that was good. Then I got in the line. Now, you've got to understand, the line in aisle three where the toilet paper was, was a, a mass of humanity that was just progressively, carefully, because of the spiel that we just heard, but just you, you couldn't turn around and you couldn't slow down. It was just moving up the aisle. And when I got to the toilet paper, there were two packets of 20 rolls left, just two. And I looked, uh, my thought was, I'm going to get one of those packets of 20 rolls and give it to that lady with the trolley. But when I turned around, in the push, she was seven or eight people back. And I couldn't go back. And I couldn't take two rolls. I would have got two packets. I would have got lynched. So I found myself walking out of the supermarket with a pack of 20 rolls of toilet paper, feeling uh, lucky, grateful to God for that provision for our family, but a bit guilty because she wouldn't have got that big packet if she'd wanted it. She would have had to be settled for a nine rolls or whatever was left there. And I'm chatting to God about that all the way home. God, I feel you know guilty, but I feel grateful as well. I don't know really what to do with these feelings. It's a bit of an awkward time. Anyway, that's my whole story. Um, so I could have done that journey without God at all, just in the hustle and the bustle, but I did it in relationship with God, devoted to Him, and it's much, much better. It's a trivial little story, but I just thought I'd share that with you. Um, so if you're out of toilet paper, I've got 20 rolls at home, you can have some. Just tell me, and, um, and I'll uh, give you a couple of rolls quite happily. In 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Paul says this, Never stop praying. Never stop praying. In Romans 12, he says, Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. In Ephesians 6.18, Paul says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. In Philippians 4.6, Paul says, Don't worry about anything. <laughs> Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. When we're devoted, we never stop praying. Now, James says it like this, Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. What's the point here? Talk to God. Talk to God about it. Give it to God. If you're in trouble, pray. If you're worried, pray. If you're scared, pray. If you're glad, pray. If you're grateful, pray. Yay, God. Never stop praying because we're on our way home and home is a devoted relationship with God. The verses I really want us to dig into today are in Hebrews 13. So if you've got your Bibles there, uh, you can uh, look this up with me. We're starting at verse 14. Uh, Hebrews 13 and verse 14. I'll just read these three verses for us first. For this world is not our permanent home. We're looking forward to a home yet to come. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. This world is not our permanent home. This building is not 
our home. Uh, your street address is not your home. Uh, you might do, it, do what I do at the end of a long day. I come and I plonk in my favourite chair. I love my chair. But that chair is not my home. These things are not permanent. They're provided for us as we continue our journey home, home with God. This world is not our home. Our home is with God in relationship with God. Therefore, verse 15, therefore let us what? Let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God. I don't know what this looks like for you. I, you probably picked this up already. I am a, a, an emotive, expressive person. So when I see a beautiful sunset, I stop and I go, yes, God, that is beautiful. Praise God. I look at cloud formations in the sky and, and I go, look at that. Isn't God amazing? Um, uh, when I see beautiful things happen in, in, in families, in relationships, in reconciliation, I just go, oh, God, the way you wired us to, to connect with each other is fantastic. Um, Janine and Ross got married here. Last night, it was absolutely gorgeous. I was here to be part of that. And you just your soul sings, for God, thank you, because you are amazing. You are amazing. The way you bring people together, the love that people can have because of your love inside of us, the way we connect with each other, the joy that comes to us in those relational connections we have with each other. Brilliant, amazing. I put loud worship music on, and I jump around, and I put my hands in the air, and I shout out my praises to God. You don't, you're not me. Um, you might be really thankful that you're not me. Um, I'm thankful you're not me. I'm thankful that you're you. You don't have to be all kind of wild and wave your arms around expressive like I am. But the, the satisfaction for your soul involves you offering a continual sacrifice of praise to God. Because uh, he made us. And we're aligned in a right place with God when we're, when we're at a, a, a core level all week, 24-7, when our hearts are positioned to want to praise God. And why is it a sacrifice? It's a sacrifice because we're, our own desires are, are put aside and we're replaced with the desires that God gives us and the desires that God gives us put us in the right place with God where He is where He needs to be and we are where we need to be with Him. And so this, this uh, supernatural rise in our hearts that, that, that calls us to want to praise God. And give our thanks uh, to God. And Sundays when we get together, normally in this place when we get together and we sing together, Sundays are the overflow of that sacrifice of praise that's lifted in our hearts all through the week. It's the overflow where we come and it's it just kind of like the cork popping for the community. Yes, God, we're together and we're agreeing that way. And the people that come here and, the, and their lives overflow into praise to God in a way that is clear to the people around them, that helps those of us, and this is me many weeks too, who come a little flat, not overflowing with praise to God, struggling, distracted, um, guilty, whatever we're feeling at the time. But doesn't it, doesn't it help when the person next to you or in front of you or along the way from you offers a sacrifice of praise to God? Doesn't it lift your soul when somebody else is overflowing in praise to God. Doesn't it remind you, yet yeah, that's what I want for my heart. I want that for my heart. I want, I want to be back in that place where I should be when my heart rises in praise um, to God. And doesn't it call people who've never experienced that relationship with God to wonder, wow, those people are really excited about God or, or that they're clearly they, they want to um, offer a sacrifice of 
they praise to God. They might not think it that way. They might just say, these people are really into this. Um, but it calls us, it calls other people around us to lift their hearts again. It's a reminder of where our heart should be, a sacrifice of praise uh, to God. Um, so however you do praise and thanks and worship in your CCW at home group or with your family or on your own, uh, let me encourage you, don't hold back. Just because you're in a smaller group, don't hold back. In fact, it might be an opportunity for you to take it another step in, in, in offering that praise to God. Let the Spirit of God move you. It's, it's the supernatural pull within our hearts towards home to offer up the sacrifice of praise to God. And in fact, uh, I'd love to know how you go in your groups. What, what, what you do. do you, have you got a pianist and are you singing hymns together? Uh, are you, have you got a Spotify playlist and you're all worshipping together with that? Uh, what are you doing with the lights? Are they up or down? Or, or um, are you moving or are you seated or do you all stand? Or um, do you sing or do you not sing? What, how is it that you as a group are offering a sacrifice of praise together um, to God? Uh, we'd love to know. We'd love to hear from you in that. I know Dominique is going to help us, all of us, in the weeks to come to experience more of that in our CCW at home groups. But I know one of the things we ought not do is abandon worship because we need it. Our hearts, we need it. And um, it's a gift from God to us to align our hearts where they need to be before him. Now, the writer to the Hebrews doesn't end the sentence there to continue, continue off continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. There's a comma after that because you know what we're doing when we offer up a sacrifice of praise to God? It says, uh, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. We're proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Let me ask you, CCW, who is the King of Kings? Who is the Lord of Lords? Jesus Christ. Who conquered the grave and has the keys to eternal life? In his hands, Jesus, who loves us with a love that is deeper and higher and longer and more beautiful than anything we could ever understand, Jesus Christ, who forgives every broken, damaged, selfish, sinful person who asks for forgiveness, Jesus does, who's bigger and more powerful than any Red Sea, than any relational conflict, than any desert, than any mountain than any storm, than any demon, than any illness, than any fear, than any shame, and that any virus. Who's greater than all those things? Jesus Christ. Who do we belong to? Who do we belong to? Jesus Christ. So let's offer up a continual sacrifice of praise, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. That's verse 15. Uh, let's look now at the, the next verse, verse 16, where the writer says, and, and, uh, really important word here. So these are the sacrifices. Um, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. What are the sacrifices? These two. Let's continually offer up a sacrifice of praise, declaring our allegiance to his name. And... Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. It's not an either or. You know, if we do good things and we never worship God, eh, that's unhelpful. We haven't, we haven't got the whole picture that God wants for us. If we worship God with all our heart and soul and, and might and throw ourselves into that space and really mean it, 
um, and, and, and don't care what people around us think and just really declare our allegiance to his name and we don't do good and we don't share with those in need, we miss the whole point of it. But both of these things, these are the sacrifices that God is pleased with. They go together. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. When we're given to each other and released to do good to others and share with those in need. Let me ask you, can you see any opportunities right now for the people of God to do good to others and to share with those in need? And when you look down the road at the weeks and months to come, can you anticipate that there will be opportunity for the people of God to do good and to share with those in need? Let's start here. What do the people in your group need? We should share these needs with each other. Let's be open and honest and vulnerable with each other. Let's be accepting and merciful without judgment with each other. Let's do good to each other and share with those in need. We, we should share not our germs. We don't want to share our germs. Part of being good, doing good to others, is to adhere to the recommended health requirements around us. One and a half meters between each person um, not too squishy in a room, and um, and um, and like not mocking or belittling those restrictions, uh, because you know if we if we are cavalier about this, if we don't if we don't adhere to these things, and somebody gets ill around us or even dies around us, then we'll sober up, but it'll be too late. So let's let's do good by observing the the social restrictions that are for the good of us and others, especially for the good of those most at risk in our society who we want to protect, if we can, uh, from this virus. But, so we don't want to share our germs, but we do want to share our stuff. So everyone in our group should have enough toilet paper because if they run out, then someone's going to have some that they can share. Um, we should have enough pasta because if we run out, we can share. Um, we should have enough um, paper towels and other resources, you know, stuff that we can share. We share with those in need. But it's not just material resources. It's, it's company. It's belonging. It's, it's, um, it's acceptance. Um, and, it, and it's mercy without judgment. We, sh we share. We share with those in need um, around us. So let's share those things with each other. It's listening ears. It's time with people. Um, it's a phone call when you, don't, when you didn't want to, but you just want to include somebody that way. So in our group, we can do good and we can share with those in need. But what about outside our group? Who, do we, who does your group know and who does my group know who's isolated, who's, who's self-isolated um, or is quarantined or who can't get physically into a group? Let's, let's bring them in. Let's help them set up a, a video link with us in, wh in whichever platform we can use to do that. Let's find a way to do that so that they can share and chat and laugh and cry and pray with us. Let's involve them in the sharing of resources because we can drop things on their doorstep or they can leave things on their doorstep that they want to be able to share with others. Let's involve them um, in our community as much as is possible. So that's, that's the isolated around us. Here's another thing that we should think about doing good and sharing with those in need. There is a growing level of injustice in our society. 
as people get more panicky and more self-absorbed and scrabble for resources. Uh, I was speaking to David Wright this week. He's our Director of Mission and Ministry for the Christian Community Churches. And I mean, he was telling me this story about a lady who was vision impaired, who'd gone to the supermarket early in the hour that she was allowed to go um, there or that others weren't allowed to allow her to be able to get her resources. And, and she had been jostled and hustled and pushed by the, the massive uh, elderly people, actually, that were trying to get their resources to without much, uh, no one was giving her much space or time. But eventually she found her way into the aisles and she was loading resources into her basket. And he said people were walking past her and picking things out of her basket. That is unjust. That's a justice issue. What are the justice issues around you that you know of that your group or you could do something about? Um, within, you, within the precautions that we're, that we're adhering to for health and safety, there is much we can do to address injustice. So talk about it as a group. What injustices do we see around us and what could we do? What could we do to correct those injustices in our society? The time will come too when people around us might be sick, even very sick. If that happens, we need to be ready to do all we can to help. Um, it's early days. I don't know anyone personally yet who's got coronavirus, um, but we probably will in time to come, and we will position ourselves to be all, uh, to do all we can to help, and we'll help you to know how to do that, and you can help us to know how to do that. We'll help each other to be a people who are ready to do good and to share with those in need. We're just for now we're taking one day at a time and just remember this world hebrews 13 this world is not our permanent home we're looking forward to a home yet to come therefore let us offer through jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to god proclaiming our allegiance to his name and don't forget to do good and to share with those in need these are the sacrifices that please god let's pray jesus Thank you for CCW. Thank you for our church family. Uh, help us in this endeavor, God, to remember that our home is with you. Help us, uh, move us to continually offer a sacrifice of praise and declare our allegiance to your name and help us, God, and prompt us and shift our desires so that we want to do good and share with those in need, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.